Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike alongside Joe, Craig, and Ibby in the background. We are recording on May 12th. It is around 8.20, p.m., so much later than our recording last week, and we are on a Wednesday as well. We have a lot to talk about today. A bunch of different cards, a little bit of news from Creatures, talking about printing, VMAX list for the battle decks. Before we get into any of that, Joe, how are you doing today? I'm a walking wreck. So I, I don't know last week, and I probably told you guys, I, my parents were selling their house. I was carrying some furniture. I rolled my ankle and hit my head. You did say that on the show, yes. Okay, good. Um, update. Now, this weekend, I was tearing apart part of my garage, and now my neck and shoulder is killing me, and it's barely... I can barely get through a day without kind of wincing in pain. I can never sleep. It hurts so bad. <laughs> but you know what feels good? Talking about Pokemon cards because it's distracting from my pain right now. Dude, last week you were worried you were concussed. That's how you opened the show last week. And this week you're like the um, the glass body fish from the SpongeBob episode when they're selling chocolate. And he's like, every day I break my ribs. And every morning I break my arm. <laughs> and he's just like the the fish that's like made of glass. I can't remember what he actually said, but the dude just like broke every bone in his body. I'm imagining next week. God, I hope not, but I hope next week you're not like, yeah, so man, my head feels great, but uh, broke two of my toes last week walking out of my house. Let's just not do that, Joe. Yeah, I'm hoping for it that I don't really hurt myself. <laughs> Anymore. Because you know what? It doesn't matter though. Whether you break your leg, break your arm, break your toes, you still have this podcast you have to record. Uh-huh. As long as my voice is still around, I'll be recording. We will be here. You also had an interesting week with Pokemon. I know normally we talk about whether we started playing. Obviously, we haven't been playing as much as of recent. We've been hoping to get closer and closer to playing in person. You made a pretty big step towards that uh, yesterday or a couple days ago. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yesterday. So usually around rotations, usually August, mid-August. Well, now it's going to be like September, August, right? Um, so usually around now, I get up, fed up, usually fed up with the meta. I'm bored with it. I don't want to see it anymore. Sometimes I'll fall it to internets. Um that's really about it since i'm not doing internets i'm kind of just over it as i kind of all know from this past year so i am looking forward to the next rotation basically i will build a deck or two for now of things i want to play but this is usually the time i go for what i call the great pokemon purge and i sell all the cards i don't use anymore like all the gx's like what am i going to do with them anymore Unless you're going to play Expanded. But why am I going to use Expanded Celazel GX? What for? Um, not to mention, because the price of Pokemon cards are stupid crazy, uh, I have a Full Art Lily that was $250. So I'm like, I have no sentimental attachment to it. So why not make some money? I pulled that card out of a booster box when that set came out. It came with that and a gold uh, Solgaleo GX, which ended up being $35. So I got all the GXs that have no value to me or sentimental value. So like I kept my Lycorac GXs. I kept my 
my Mar Marshadow GX. I think it's a beautiful card. And a couple things here and there. Like, I've kept my uh, Rainbow Wishy-Washy GXs. Of uh, course. Of course. And my Flart Cynthia, which happened to pull out the pre-release. So, uh, other than that, I sold almost all my other Flart supporters that have no value to, like a Mars, uh, Diantha, Nina, Bonnie... I saw a bunch of those things, a couple uh, Kakuis. So all those stacks, GXs, Tag Team GXs, a couple of notable rare cards like a Shining Mew from, I don't know, a couple sets ago, a couple rare sets ago. Uh, that, for, uh, that, that Charizard from X and Y Evolutions that I pulled a few months ago, sold that. So I managed to get collect $785 of store credit. Now, that's store credit and not cash. Right. Um, what am I going to do with $785 of store credit for a card shop? I'm certainly not going to spend $785 worth of cards. And if no. I do, please stop me. We'll do. Uh, we'll, well, maybe through the year I would. But there's no reason for me to keep it in that store. I'm sorry. Um. Last time I kept credit in a store, they no longer exist, so I'm not losing that. Um, so I grabbed some cards. I got my Rapid, rapid Strike, Urshifu cards, Urshifu VMAXs, a couple of things here and there. And what they were going to offer me from the 785 was 550 cash. And I said, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Give me $500 cash, give me $75 of store credit. And they took that. And... I know I kind of made more money probably going to, to TCG Player and selling things, but I understand the store has to make money, and I get that, and I, I'm not upset at that. I'm a firm believer that you have to support your local card shop. So you, you may think that I took $500 worth of money from the card shop. No, I gave them a bunch of profit. They're going to be flipping for more profit. Oh, those yeah. lilies, people. I was there trying to get rid of those cards. I've they had three phone calls asking about base set Charizards. They'll be fine. They're gonna be yeah. They're gonna be just fine. I mean, that's a ton of money for you. But as you just said, they have to make a profit on what they take in from their store. So not only are you basically enhancing your ability to buy cards from their store with that little bit of credit, you're also allowing them to, again, make a ton more in some of those cards. I mean, just that Lily alone, even if you sold if you sold the rest of the cards you kept, the Cynthia, things like that, you probably would have walked out with close to 1,000 credit if you could. But as you said as well, having that much credit in a store is pretty dangerous. It's, it's a flattering thing because you do want to support the store, and you probably could put in a decent amount of money if you could. That being said, though, Unfortunately, sometimes stores do go under, and if stores go under and you have credit, that credit is just gone. There's really not anything you can do about it. It just is gone. So I, I agree with you on that. I think that that was a very wise decision on your part to take the cash. It probably helps you pay off some things or, or get some things for your house, other things you need. While $75, if you already got your Urshifus, you probably, 75 will probably get you your next deck or two, depending on what it is. Because once you have certain staples, going into rotation 
we obviously have a couple more sets that are coming out. So I think that that will really 75 will be just enough to kind of help you get by and make sure that if you want to test a couple decks, you can probably comfortably do so. Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically what I thought about it. And, and I'm, I'm really happy to like to support the store in this way. Like, uh, I'm a big firm believer. If you're gonna flip your cards and you don't mind take, I don't even say call it a hit really. Like I got these cards on the cheap and I'm flipping it for a profit, honestly. So I really don't feel I lost money. I yeah, could have could I have made more money? Yeah, but I really want my store to thrive because I still want to be there when this pandemic is done. Yeah, it's important. And you and I, that that's your first step towards playing in person. I ordered a lot of cards online as well. Unfortunately, with my schedule, it's very hard for me to get to a store and buy cards. Otherwise, I honestly would have. But with my schedule being in uh, the field that I'm in, it's very difficult for me to get out and buy cards right now. I did order all the pieces for Togekiss VMAX, Joe. I'm ready. I'm doing it. I've tested it. Maybe not as much as I should have before buying, but probably 20, 30 games at this point. And I was telling you before we started, Togekiss Bronzong, it's uh, it's it gives me that feeling it's up there with a couple of the decks that I've played in the past, like Gardevoir, Sylveon, uh, Zoroar Counters, decks in the past that have really got my mind moving in certain ways. Togekiss VMAX isn't necessarily the same as Guardi, not the same as Zoroark, but it takes qualities from those decks, whether it's the ability to tutor in Togekiss's attack, whether it is the just different types of techs that I can put in with the combination of Metal and Aurora Energy. I'm playing two different amazing rares. It's going to be a ton of fun, man. Um, so I did officially order that. That will officially be the deck that I bring into the standard rotation format. Whenever we start to play in person, whether that's June, July, whenever, I will be playing Togekiss. And I'm just excited that both you and I have started to get cards for in-person play. Because that means that we are finally getting there. We are doing it. I'm getting the itch right now. So, like, I got some deck ideas what I'd like to do in my head. And I know what I plan on building when the next set or two comes out. Um, so I can't wait for that to come out. Because it's going to be a fun one. I've been looking at some Japanese deck lists. So... I'm kind of looking ahead in the future of what I want to play, or it seems like my style. So uh, I like where the future of what I want to play. Yeah, I agree. It's awesome. And we won't talk about this anymore because we've got other stuff to get into, but it is nice to share our experiences. That's what the show is about at the end of the day um, as we share news, experiences, and just stuff around the trading card game. First up on the news list, we got the deck list for the Inteleon VMAX Battle Deck. This is the first level two product. Level one, we know are the Gardevoir V, Victini V, we had the Venusaur and Blastoise V, and those deck lists were quite honestly pretty terrible. Even in theme deck standards were pretty bad. This is not the one that they announced last week with the Gengar, right? This is the one that they announced last week, yep. So this, okay. this will be the list that we get with the battle deck. And dude, it is insane. I'm going to go through some highlights. Again, this is a level 2. has a VMAX in it. So here are the highlights. You will get 2 Inteleon V and 2 Inteleon VMAX. 
that's already better than level one because you only get one V in a level one deck. You get a 2-3 line of Frostmoth. You get a 2-2-3 line of the Baby Inteleon and Drizzle that allows you to search for item cards. You get a couple Galarian Zigzagoons, three Air Balloons, three Bosses Orders, um, two Caspacious Buckets, which are really only good for water, but it is decent, two Evo Incense, some Great Balls, three Marnies, an Ordinary Rod, four Professor's Research, four Quick Balls, two Scoop Up Nets, and then a Training Court. But that list is 1,000 times better than what we had previously. It's so minor, much- Yeah, minor correction with the uh, Drizzles and Inteleon babies. Search any trainer cards. You can like you can search a supporter if you'd like. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's the Shady Dealings, Inteleon, and Drizzle that allow you to, when you evolve them, search for trainers. I mean, this is nuts. Like, these are some decks I... This is like a build that's very similar to what I've seen online, honestly. There's a couple of modifications I would personally put in here of how I would want to play it, especially the what what Italian and Vmax and V and Vmax do with this, like it's the energy denial. Um, I would honestly change some stuff out and get some uh, Team Yell grunts in there. Well, this is the new one. Remember that this is the one that actually snipes. The no, first no, no. one with energy back into their hand, though. I guess yeah, the Hydro snipe attack, right? Yeah, this is not that one though. This is this is the old Vmax. Is it? I'm looking at the box. Oh, you're right, it is. So it is the energy denial one. But I mean, guess regardless, though, you're right. This this list is just so good. You really only have to change a couple things. And, and even if you remove cards from this list, if you cut things off, if, if you remove all the water types and just keep Galarian Zigzagoon and all of the trainers, that is a skeleton for probably 50 to 60% of decks. Maybe way more than that. All you have to do at that point is just add the focal point Pokemon cards. Like four research, three bosses orders. That's a, that's a standard set anybody plays in the deck. That's what I'm saying. It with Marnie, Professors, Ordinary Rod, Evo Incense, Bird Keeper, Air Balloon. It doesn't have switches in here, but you have everything you need. You even have the scoop up nets for the Zigzagoons. And scoop up net was something that didn't get, although it's not expensive, it wasn't pulled a lot at first. This is just awesome because, again, it gives people a skeleton going forward. So if you're going to be a new player or you know someone who's planning on being a new player when rotation hits or whatever, I, I think that this is this is by far the best option. Yeah, Honestly, I could probably dump the Sweet Coon to Bird Keepers. And that's probably about it. I'd probably put, I would personally put, well, unfortunately, Cross and Crouching Hammers. Well, you'd also put in Crobat, probably. Yeah. So th- th- there's definitely things you can pull out of here and switch things up. But the fact that uh, that skeleton exists is just awesome. And that that's going to be out on the 21st. So this episode goes live on the 14th. This will be a purchasable product on the 21st. On a side note, the question is where? Where are these going to be sold? Because other My than... My local card shop. I guess that's it. Because I don't know if you realize this, but news came out today during this recording that officially Target will no longer be selling trading cards. Big babies. So, so another, another huge market. Walmart, now Target. And Target sites, because of employee safety 
people are going so crazy that Target stores have to stop selling Pokemon cards and products. And we won't rant on this any longer, but because of employee safety, that's crazy. So yeah, I guess this will just be sold at, at local card stores and GameStop, right? Like the sad, like okay, I guess I was gonna say the sad thing about is that Walmart and Target had exclusive box sets. I guess we lose that ability unless they're gonna do a deal with GameStop to do that. I mean, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. Now, granted, I don't think this will be permanent. I don't no. think it will be permanent. But when life, it, once life goes back to normal and people stop worrying about cards and then go out and play like normal people used to do, then let us dungeon people play cards. Yeah, it'll it'll <laughs> get better. It, they will sell it again. Just right now, I actually agree that it's the right decision. I totally agree. I think it is the right decision on their own because if employees are not in a safe condition or a safe environment, then yeah, this isn't worth it. So, But again, aside from that, though, I just kind of wanted to share that brand new news as we were recording. The Intellion V and VMAX deck will be coming out on May 21st for $25, and it is 100% worth the purchase. Moving on. Earlier today, the official Japanese Pokemon card website has posted announcements regarding product shortages. In their first main announcement, Creatures basically said, hey, we realize there's not a lot of product out there. We need to make sure that we have more product, and to do that, we're basically going to tell you to trust our word and saying that the upcoming sets, the EV Heroes, the Chilling Rain sets, will be printed more than anticipated. The V Battle decks of Inteleon and Gengar, the new ones, will be printed more than originally anticipated. That's cool. And their second announcement, they actually said that they're going to be implementing a lottery system to better manage pre-orders on their website. When it was May 7th, the pre-orders for Eevee Heroes was out. Again, this is for the Japanese product. The Pokemon Center website completely crashed, couldn't handle it, and they said that they will be announcing an online lottery system for future stock. If you weren't able to get a pre-order, there's going to be an application from May 14th to May 18th. So again, when this show goes live, and if yours is chosen by random, you'll be notified by email so you can actually make purchases. Emails will be slated to be coming out on May 26th. Joe, what is your opinion on a lottery system for pre-orders? It's better than the current system we got. Well, let me get the rephrase what I'm... So, the reason I'm kind of annoyed with all the scalpers and I understand the reasoning of Walmart and Target stopping their sales of cards because if employees feel safe, people line up but early in the morning and to buy these cards, whatever they do, and they go from place to place to do that and they flip it for a proper scalp it or whatever they do with it. Not everybody, but a good chunk. At least now, I got a fighting chance to get a pro- a product that I would like to purchase. I can't go to Walmart. I can't go to Target and find a single pack. I'm going to have a bad day. I can't open a single pack. That's, to me, pretty annoying. Now, with this lottery system, Groundless is in Japan. I'm not going to order anything. 
from Japan. But at least this kind of a system would give me a fighting chance to purchase something. And that's what I care about. Because everybody yeah. equal opportunity. And that's what Pokemon's all about. Yeah, and they also stated that, just like Target and Walmart, the products will not be sold in physical Pokemon Center stores. That isn't even going to be available. So really, the only way to get these products through the Pokemon Center website, again, we're not saying everywhere, is going to be through this lottery process. So I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm interested to see if it flops or if it becomes super successful. I have no idea, but it is something that we will be looking out for. Other than that, though, there's really not a lot to talk about in that category, at least right now. Next up, we got cards. And we'll be going through these cards over the next probably, I'm going to guess, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, Walmart's pretty poopy. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to do a lot of highlights. There were a lot of cards that got released for the upcoming EV Hero set. Some of them are really gimmicky and they're cool to talk about, while some of them are actually pretty good. Um, most of these are not Vs. There was a gym promo for a Breloom, but that is hot garbage, so we're not even going to mention that other than saying that it exists. The first cards up are Pikachu and Raichu. Pikachu! Pikachu is a 60 HP lightning basic for one lightning. It has Energize, where you attach lightning from your discard pile to the Pokemon. For one lightning, two colorless, Electro Ball for 30 damage. Raichu is 130 HP stage one. For one lightning energy, big sparks. This attack does 50 damage to each Pokemon V and Pokemon GX in play. For two lightning and a colorless, it does 180 and you discard all energy. It's got a retreat of two. I was hoping that Raichu would have a more circle circuit attack. Those of you who have been playing for a while know that there is an archetype for Pikachu where Raichu basically ramps damage depending on how many electric energies are on the field. That being said, though, what do you think of Big Sparks? Because I think it's a pretty interesting attack. My Zappy Pom Pom is back. That's very true. <laughs> In a stage one form, but it is back. Uh, for people who don't know Zappy Pom Pom, I was the electric version of Oricorio. Uh, it was a baby thing that did 30 to GX Pokemon on the bench. GX and GX Pokemon. So. I don't remember. It was one electric energy. Uh, but I tried playing a spread with electric... With like uh, Tapu Coco, Flying Flip, and that. And basically, I think it's a punch card with it, but then damage counter, uh, the damage model counters on the board, basically, what your opponent's had on. Right. All, all over the board, not just the active. But um, I, I think it's interesting. Um, I don't know quite how or when it'll be used with what. Because I I, pre I personally predict that Electric's not going to be in an okay spot after rotation just because people were so used to peeking around for the longest time. I think people will experiment with it, but I don't think there's anything they're going to be attaching to because I think it's just going to be a little slow, personally. That's fair. I mean, yeah, Raichu, it does have a very interesting attack, but 50 damage as a stage 1, each bench V and GX. The attack is very, very appealing, but in order to do that, you will be putting a stage one in your deck, meaning you'll need two slots, and although that seems not a big deal, and sometimes it isn't, this would have to be in a niche situation for it to succeed. It, we'll have to see what the meta looks like. Yeah, and honestly, I don't even see Raichu as an electric-type card. I think with Aurora Energy, I think with 
just ways to get electric type regardless of mm-hmm. deck. It, it's not the most insane thing in the world to say Raichu isn't in an electric deck. Like, I really wish we had, like, that Diddle Prism Star. Oh, dude, just never, never rotate that card, man. Oh. It did nothing wrong, right? It no. was a, it allowed it's... you more flexibility without being overpowered. It helped you tech a little easier. Well, you had, it was a one-of, right? You could only play it one-of, and the problem is they're never going to have prisms again, so it has to be through a different mechanic. But I, I do miss that. Though we, we do have something similar to that that I'm about to introduce. Oh. Next up, we have Swampert and Zoroark. With a Palisand, but Palisand, he's just chilling. Actually, you know, we'll give Palisand the love. We'll oh no, Palisand look at that it's like stuck attack. Yeah, 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 we'll give it. It's a Psychic type, 140 HP, Stage 1, evolved from Sandy Gast for 1 Psychic to Colorless, Gloomy Sand 120. For three psychic, one colorless, sandstorm pressure. If your opponent's active as a basic, it is knocked out. I'm going to see this on the PTCGO ladder. I'm going to regret my life. But other than that, that's about as far as this card gets. Moving on to the cool ones. First up is Swampert. Swampert is a stage two, 170 HP water type with the ability Mudmaker. Once during your turn, you may attach a water or fighting energy card from your hand to one of your Pokemon. For one water and two colorless, Earthquake 180, and you do 20 to each of your own benched Pokemon. The Lightning, which it's immune to, by the way, and it has a retreat of three. As a stage two, you go cool ability. How am I going to get you out? With Vaporeon VMAX, though? It's not that difficult anymore, is it? A boring VMAX allows me to put a water Pokemon from the discard. Yeah. And then capture energy? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Vaporeon's first attack um, for one water energy, or sorry, one colorless, allows you to put a water Pokemon from the discard pile onto the bench and attach three water energies from the discard pile to that Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I guess if you if you want to if you want to make a turn to do that, I guess. I mean, it, it's a card that's a candidate for it, right? It has to be. It it's not out of the picture because not only is its ability good, that attack isn't bad either. If you're just going to already attach the energies. No, this is what I don't get about the earthquake earthquake attack for Pokemon TCG. Like, okay, I get it that it hurts your bench, but why can't it hurt the opponent's bench too? Yeah, I guess that's it's true. It's Earthquake, that, right? Yeah, Earthquake hits everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't discriminate. Well, take that back. If you're flying type or have Levitate, then you don't get hit. But that, That's very true. Maybe they just assume everything on the bench is Levitate. On their bench is Levitate. <laughs> on their bench, not ours, though. Uh, but, I mean, Swapper's not a bad card. Having the ability to accelerate energy, especially in a Rapid Strike meta where water and fighting is the focal point of the entire archetype, yeah, why not have, why not have uh, like Hydra Public everybody else though? Dude, just one eighty flat, no worries. The Hydra Pump, dude, I like that man. I like this card a lot. I I think Swampert's awesome first of all, but I like this card a lot. I don't think it's a smack in the face busted card, but the ability to accelerate for rapid strikes, one eighty, 
three energy. Or anybody, it doesn't matter rapid strikes. Right, you're right. It could be anyone. So I'm just saying with rapid strike mons, right? Oh yeah, it would be great. Now the only question is how well would it synergize with the Vaporeon VMAX? I think pretty well, seeing as Vaporeon's support allows it to use that first attack for zero energy. Potentially. Potentially. I think it's in a pretty good spot. Swampert, for me, is at worst a good card. Next up, we have Zoroark, a Pokemon that... The Pokemon trading card game has routinely treated very, very well. Zoroark has obviously seen its GX, but it had very, very large success in the form of stand-in Zoroark. Um, there was another one printed a while back that worked on, I want to say, discard pile Pokemon, but it only racked up to about 100 damage, so that was pretty sad. This one has the ability Illusion Transformation. Search your discard pile for one Stage 1 Evolution card, excluding any Zoroark. Discard this Pokemon and all cards attached to it, then put the new Pokemon in this one's position. Two colorless, Darkness Blast, 70 damage. Weak to Grass, a retreat of two. This is... A... I mean, I mean we're talking about Illusion. I, I want to say that this card feels a lot better than it's going to be. Is that fair? Uh, like, like it depends on stage ones, right? It depends on the presence of stage ones. Yeah, I guess. Because I know, I know you initially thought that like the VMAX could do it, but VMAX it says VMAX, not stage one. Right, you can't do a VMAX, so really it would have to be almost uh, like a Zoroark box deck. I guess you could have a pile of sand. You could have a Palisand. <laughs> do you think? Do you think there's a world where? Someone's super, super big brain. I'm not saying like to an extent where it's really, really good. I'm saying as a cheese rogue deck could could create a stage one toolbox deck with Zoroark, like literally maybe like a four four line of Zoroark, a bunch of stage ones. Maybe some of them have their basics in there if they're super important, but having the ability to kind of almost play it like Mewtwo in a way where you can. Instead of mimic the attacks, you could just put those Pokemon from the discard onto the field. It, I don't know. It's not going to be good, but do you think it's possible to do that? I would need to do some research on what is available to Stage 1. Well, I mean, I, this will be out for a little while. Yeah, I, I would need to see some Stage 1s to make a determination of what I think would be good. There's a lot of Stage 2s that are awesome. Um, so if that's it for stage one or stage twos, that'd be insane. Like, for example, your Swamper, right? Awesome. But I'm trying to think something of value that's stage one that would be worth it. I, I, we'd have to look, yeah. We yeah, it's look. it's not coming to mind right now, and my brain is pretty fried from a full day of work, to be honest. If this, it, honestly, if this just said evolution Pokemon excluding GXs or VMAX, we'd be having a totally different conversation. Yes, absolutely. And I don't even think that'd still be busted. I don't think that'd be incredible. I think it'd just be really cool. Yes. You know, it would just be really, really cool to think of the fact that there's a card that allows you to do that. But this this, this does proximally interesting synergies with the baby stage one cards. Again, as you said, you don't really know how many great stage ones exist I just, yeah, we'll have to wait and see about Zorak. Finally, we have 
two trainer cards to end with. The first one is Dream Ball. Dream Ball states you can only play this card if you took it as a face down prize card. You can search your deck for a Pokemon and put it onto your bench. And the last one isn't a trainer, it's actually an energy, treasure energy. As long as this card is attached to a Pokemon, it provides colorless energy. And if you took it as a face down prize card, you may attach it to one of your Pokemon. The only way any of these cards are viable is if we have a card that switches with the prize cards. And we Pe do, Pe don't we? Yeah, Peonia. Yeah, it's coming out in Chilling Rain, or is it coming out with Eevee? It doesn't matter. I think it's still bad. I mean, it's not great, but at least it can happen, right? If you really wanted to, yeah, you could do it. But it's still poo-poo. It is still poo-poo, indeed. I, I wish we ended on a higher note. I could have organized that better. We should have ended with Swampert and Zork, but they were second to last. So we had some interesting item cards. We had some really interesting Stage 1 and Stage 2s. Raichu, Zorik, and Swampert had the news about creatures printing more Pokemon cards, hopefully, and then we also dove into the Intellion VMAX, so there's plenty to digest from this week's episode. Before we go, Joe, is there anything you would like to add? Uh, the only card we didn't really mention that I kind of want to talk about, and it's not really that important, but I think it's worth mentioning, Cramomatic. All right, all right. This was with the gym promos that I kind of said that I tossed it aside, but I'll give you this one. Okay, it's worth mentioning, kind of. And I probably shouldn't have done this, but I am disappointed in it a little bit. Go ahead, say your piece. Okay, Kramomatic is a trainer card. You must discard an item card for your hand to play this. Okay. Flip a coin. If head, search your deck for a card and put it into your hand. Any any card and put it into your hand, then shuffle your deck. So you basically have your order card back. Order pad. Yeah, but don't you discard a card to play it? Uh, you did not have to as a coin flip. You use search for a trainer card, I believe. Right? Come back, yeah. you have to discard a card from your hand, and you flip a coin still. So you have to go minus one, and then you have to hope that you get to 50%. And then you just go back to even with the card that you'd rather have. Is it for any card? Any. Right, so you'd replace it, right? You, you'd... This is a terrible card, Joe. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> although I will say this is in your wheelhouse. Yes. I will make it way at work. I'll make it fine. You, you will play it. I will totally disagree with it completely. Because Except God, for that one time it gets me a game for bosses. No, it won't. Stop. It won't. You'll be you'll be upset that you used up one of your slots in your deck instead of just using a bosses. Because my lord, Joe, this card is horrible. But it is funny to talk about. So shout out to Cramomatic. That thing isn't even worth it in the video game either. Hey, he picked that back and gave me a I think a stone or something. Good, good. You got a stone. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here this week? There's an Eevee card. Don't say that. Stop adding cards. They're bad. They're all bad, Joe. If you guys want to see the gym promos, you can go look at them on uh, on Poke Beach. But no, Joe, they are not. It doesn't even have energy evolution. You know our rule on this show. I know. Everybody have a good weekend. Have a fun weekend. And is there anything coming up that we didn't miss? Anything big events? I know we probably missed Mother's Day last week talking about that. 
Um, right. nothing huge. I know people are are preparing for the next Players Cup. Um, and other than that, I think, I think we're kind of just chilling right now. So thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. As Joe said, enjoy the weekend, enjoy family time if you can safely play Pokemon, and we will see you next time.